My guest this week is Paola Garbini, the founder of the Noi Club. Noi means we in Italian, and we talk about how Paola brings women from across the globe to work together on projects and businesses powered by kindness. Welcome to episode 239 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. And if you're listening to this episode on the day that it goes out, which will be the 25th of March 2020, it's likely that you're on lockdown. And like me, you're stuck in the house and you're communicating with the outside world via video conference calls mobile phone calls and and any other communications device. And isn't it great that we've got this technology to keep us in touch with our loved ones all over the world? Long-term listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast will know that I'm obsessed with keeping things simple. And when I make speeches at conferences about keeping marketing simple, I sometimes have a light-hearted pop at the Boston Consulting Group and their very famous marketing technique called the Boston Grid. As I say, it's a light-hearted dig because ultimately the Boston Grid and everything the Boston Consulting Group do has helped many, many companies become extremely successful. And that's why I'm delighted that this week my guest actually works for the Boston Consulting Group. But we're mainly going to talk about the fascinating Noi Club that Paola Garbini has created for female entrepreneurs. So let's get straight into that interview with Paola right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Paola, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you so much, Roger. I'm very happy to be here. Now tell me, Paola, where are we speaking to each other from today? Over Zoom, of course. Now I'm in Edinburgh, UK, as always. And I am in the very famous little town called Magenta, who gave the name to the famous Magenta Red, not far away from Milan, Italy. Fantastic. Now, here's a little story that I didn't realise I was going to tell, but uh, I was once involved in a startup company called Bright Grey, and the joke was that it wasn't a grey logo we had for the company at all. It was magenta, uh, but but of course, everybody said it was pink. You're working for a company called Bright Grey, and it's got a pink logo, and we would always say, no, it's not pink, it's magenta. So I've actually finally met somebody who comes from a town called Magenta. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, Paola, today we're going to talk mainly about something you've set up. It's called the Noi Club. Now, initially I was quite naively thought NOI stood for something, but of course, Noi is... Us in Italian. So it's not actually an acronym, but it means uh, we, it means us. It's, uh, it's the idea of a community that I wanted to bring forward, connected to the fact that I'm Italian. And so why not give it an Italian name as well? Fantastic. So we're going to investigate how you came up for the, with the idea for the Noi Club, what it is, what it does, who it um, attracts. And before we get to that, though, Paola, give me a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, how your career developed, and, and basically what makes Paola Garbini tick. Yes, I'm very happy to share a little bit more about myself. So I, um, I'm i Italian. I was born in Italy, but then I've been a globetrotter since the age of 11, because uh, I've always loved discovering the world. And I, am a, I have a, an absolute passion for languages, especially the English language. Um, 
at university, I studied languages and communication uh, with a major in marketing. And uh, when I started working, I actually discovered the magic world of consulting. And so uh, right after university, I joined a consulting firm called Oliver Wyman. I spent there 10 years and then I moved over to Boston Consulting Group, where I currently work as the global marketing manager for financial institutions. At the same time, though, I've always loved the idea of uh, doing something good in the world and, and, and leaving a mark in a certain way and to, to a possible extent. And so um, I've always liked the idea of talking about gender balance. Um, maybe the fact that I am coming from Italy um, plays a role here in the sense that, unfortunately, compared to other countries, um, I can say we're lagging behind a little bit when it comes to gender equality in many aspects, especially when it comes to roles and responsibilities within the family or at work. And when I started developing my own way of thinking around what is right and what is wrong, um, the, let's say the differences between men and women were much bigger than uh, how they are nowadays. And so I started uh, writing a blog on gender balance. And I always like to say that I was allergic, I'm allergic to gender inequality. <laughs> and I developed a, a, good, a good following of, of different types of people who, who like to engage with me. At the same time, I thought that it wasn't enough. I mean, I didn't really like just the fact of talking about it. I wanted to do something more. And so that's when Noi was born. I, uh, I decided to, to do an accelerator program in London because I was coming to London very often for work, for my day job. And so I said, why not engaging with a, with a community in London? Because um, it's been one of the, you know, the most vibrant cities I've ever, I've ever interacted with. Mm -hmm. So I started having a lot of connections there. And so I did this accelerator program, uh, which basically enables you um, to pull off an idea and, and make it uh, walk uh, with its own legs. Um, and so I developed this idea of turning the blog into something that was a bit more concrete, called the Noi Club, again, meaning the, a community of women with projects and businesses powered by kindness. Maybe I can get to that later if you're interested, uh, Roger. But mm -hmm. the main objective of Noi is to connect women who have ideas and want to bring them forward and need the support and the help of other women uh, who get what they're trying to do um, to just remove any any idea that things are not possible and therefore achieve their objectives. I mean, that's fantastic background, Paola, isn't it? And just, just dwelling for a moment on the Boston Consulting Group, um, I have a bit of a confession to make. Now, my speciality throughout my career has been helping people to keep marketing simple. And one of the jokes that I make in my presentations and, and, and some of my talks is that some for some people, marketing has this mystique about it, this some people see marketing as an incredibly complicated and academic discipline. And I often quite glibly quote the Boston Consultant Group and say, you know, the famous uh, Boston Consulting Grid, the Boston Grid, and, and name drop that alongside things like Ansoff's Matrices and the four P's of marketing. So I'm not taking anything away from the Boston Consulting Group because it is a massive organization. And, you know, that process probably underpins a massive percentage of marketing um, plans and strategies across the entire globe. But I guess that for some people, it 
is associated with something a little bit more complex. And whilst your passion has been to create a, a community of women and to help them progress, I, su- I suppose my passion over the years has developed that I want to help people simplify things. And I just apologize for, for always having this in my mind that the Boston consultancy grid has that element of complexity about it. <laughs> I think it's also a question of um, whenever you're, I don't know if you agree with me, but whenever you're trying to come up with a solution that can be implemented in the various businesses and in various circumstances, um, you have to, on one hand, try to explain it very well and in very much detail so that people understand and can actually adapt that um, that offering or that matrix or that process, that, uh, um, that plan into their own specific situation. At the same time, as you said, uh, you know, avoiding complexity is a must, especially when it comes to marketing activities, I have to say, because there's so much out there and so many offerings that uh, a marketing professional can, can come up with for a client that you have to make sure that whatever whatever idea or whatever suggestion you have for a client, it should also be simplified to the possible maximum extent so that it's digestible and implementable as well. So these are my two cents on this. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all good. I really, really agree with that. So looking a little bit more at the Noi Club, and I'm looking now at uh, part of the the brochure that you sent me, and it highlights the fact that you as an individual have a passion for diversity, community, and kindness. But the thing that really drew my eye was this sentence that said, you're bridging the gap between corporates and startups. I I was really attracted by that sentence. So Paola, tell me a little bit about how you started the Noi Club. Were were you in in a coffee shop somewhere or a bar or something when you almost had a light bulb moment and thought, do you know, even though I work for, you know, one of the biggest consultancy firms in the world, this is something that I need to do? Yeah, it's interesting you're asking me this because I actually have, uh, um, I still remember the moment where um, something something changed and it was uh, towards the end of the accelerator program where I was basically testing the idea of running events within the community to try and connect women face to face. And so I brought in um, 12 women who were part of my program and at the same time really wanted to help. And so I started telling them about what happened the previous weekend where we were supposed to, let's say, share with others uh, how far and how fast we had progressed in our idea. And I really felt I was lagging behind compared to my peers. And so over the break, I actually went into the bathroom and and just had a little cry and said, maybe I'm not good enough for this. And I I don't feel I can keep keep up the pace with everybody else. Maybe it's because I'm also working full time, maybe because my idea is not good enough. And when I shared that, a couple of other women said, when was it? Was it actually last weekend? Was it actually over lunch break? Well, actually, I was doing exactly the same thing right outside the door. Uh, or I was doing the same thing in the other bathroom. So it ends up that five of us were actually having a cry at the same time without being able to know that other people were going through the same thing. That was actually a moment where I realized, yes, I think that uh, what I'm trying to put together is something that is very much needed because many of us are actually on a journey. Uh, it can be a journey in a corporate environment. Uh, we're just trying to, to to get to the next level or to learn something new or we have an idea we want to develop. Or maybe we are freelancers or we are uh, entrepreneurs and we just really want to pull off something that is in our minds. And we lack the support. Maybe we have friends and family who cheer for us, but we don't have many people, many women uh, around us who can really share not only our vision, but also our journey. 
And so when I realized that what I was going through was, you know, what other five women in the same building were going through and I didn't even have an idea, I felt let's just surface all this and let's just make sure that it becomes a bit more normal for women to ask for help and support. Okay, so let me let me just see if I can articulate this in my own terms, perhaps from a, a similar feeling that I, I felt maybe when I left big corporate, because you've said that you're you're trying to bridge the gap between corporate and startup. When I decided to leave what I always call now big corporate, um, I, I had to get out of big corporate. I, I, I'd been in there for 25 years. The politics and the bureaucracy and the complexity, especially within the financial services industry, was, was just becoming far too stressful. And, and it was an appropriate time for me to leave and to start my own consultancy and to help people to keep marketing simple. But I guess that the one thing that I did miss about big corporate, and, and I, ne- I didn't miss all that complexity and that politics and all of that stuff, but what I really did miss was the immediacy of other people. So obviously, if, when I was working in big corporate, whichever level, whether I was quite junior when I started my career went to when I was very senior, if I had an idea or something was on my mind, I would only have to walk down the corridor to the coffee machine or to the photocopying room and I'd meet somebody on the way or I'd pop upstairs and have a chat with somebody. And you have that immediate group of people who share what you're doing. Whereas, of course, when I started my own business, I was suddenly in this room in my house, sat in front of a computer, and I didn't have anybody other than my wife and my son who probably weren't that interested in the specifics <laughs> of the business. So is is that the sort of thing that you're doing? I mean, it's obviously a lot more than that, but is, is that the way it starts? I think that that is actually the evolution. At the beginning, I was thinking more about connecting women, regardless of whether they were in corporates or startups. And I only focused on the idea of having something in your mind, wanting to create something and needing the leverage. Mm. Then I realized that obviously I wasn't, rein- I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. And there were a lot of, there are already a lot of groups, uh, female networks or women c- catering type of uh, organizations. And I was I started thinking, but what is the one thing that will uh, catch the attention of uh, women? Why would actually women join Noi, the Noi Club? And I started doing some market research, obviously, yes. <laughs> being a marketing person. And I, what, one thing that I started doing, and I keep doing on a regular basis, is actually um, asking my members. You know, I ask them why they stick to stick to the Noi Club and and why they. They, they like what we do. And there's two things. One is the kindness element. And again, I can talk about it a little bit more. But the other thing is that we have a group of women who are part of NOI who benefit from the fact that they can connect with a woman in startups if they are from the corporate world mm-hmm. or um, someone who um, is an entrepreneur can connect with someone who is in a corporate job because they are looking for specific types of expertise. Right. Um, the third element is also the fact that most of the times women who have a startup or have an idea, as you said before, have done something prior to that. And most of the times they come from corporate. And I think that there's a, there's a big waste of uh, uh, of knowledge when someone moves from corporate to startup because what they have learned in the past in many cases may become useless because mm-hmm. I maybe I was a lawyer and now I have a food company. Mm-hmm. And so all my years learning so much in a law firm 
might now not be put to good use. Well, in Noi Club, that knowledge may be very helpful for someone else. And so I think that bridging the gap between corporate and startups, not only catering to female founders or not only catering to um, middle managers in corporate might actually be a winning formula for us because we create an immense diversity that you wouldn't find in a, in a more niche group. It's really fascinating, this. Really fascinating. So let, let, let's have a little bit of a closer look at this element of kindness. It's funny, um, I've interviewed a few people recently who've used the word kindness in association with marketing and in association mm-hmm. with business like this. And let, let, t- talk me through what you mean by this, and then maybe I'll be able to unpack it a little bit more after that. I'm happy to. So, um Remember when I spoke about the aha moment? Mm. So when I was in that room with those 12 women um, and we were all like sharing our history of uh, crying uh, over the weekend. So there was another element that was very, very much telling to me in that conversation. So we were part of this accelerator and it was incredibly powerful. And um, we really dedicated a lot of time and energy to these three months altogether. It was a group of 50 people, men, women mm-hmm. um, sharing the journey. There was also one thing that um, maybe negatively impacted me during the program, uh, regardless of how, how knowledgeable our teachers were. They were actually all men. And uh, the kind of imprinting that we got was very much um, the one of um, the American way of doing things uh, when it comes to uh, corporates, uh, sorry, when it comes to startups. So, you know, you, you are allowed to fail, which mm-hmm. is a very good message. You have to fail fast and then you have to uh, stand up again and try again and mm-hmm. fail again, maybe, but in the end you will make it. Packed as it is, it's a very good message. At the same time, though, um, the pace was very fast. Mm-hmm. And the message was, uh, you just have to get all in and just do your own thing. And sooner rather than later, you will eventually succeed. And we felt, at least I started feeling, and then you know I shared the, the, the view with many other, many other women, we felt that we didn't really need that type of fast-paced environment. We were feeling that, again, once more, even outside of corporate, we had to adhere and to stick to uh, a shape and, and, a, and a formula that wasn't really for us. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time when I thought, well, maybe actually what we need is not just a a supportive group in the sense that I can, I don't know, pull some information from one person and then I can learn from another. I put it all together, I package it for myself and then I deliver. It was more like we need the tools that other people can give us, but we also need the emotional support. And not because we are women and therefore we are emotional, but it's Mm -hmm. more like uh, because we want whatever we're building we want it to work for ourselves as a lifestyle. And we want to leave a mark in the world in our own terms. Um, the second thing that happened was that when I was asking my ladies, my women, to tell me, to give me feedback about the events that we were running, because we started running one event a month, and so you know, we developed a, a lot of events for them. I always asked them about the topics and the things they wanted to talk about. 
And while I was jotting down all the themes, I realized that 50% of the asks were coming from an inspirational point of view. So I want to hear about women who can inspire me and I want to have events where I can connect with others. And the other 50% was instead much more geared towards practical advice. So how can I do marketing and how can I grow? How can I uh, put together a business plan and so on? And so this idea of kindness, I felt, was a very good element of connection between the two worlds. And the, what we came up with was, let's find a way to always put kindness at the core of everything we do. Mm-hmm. So every, at every event, we should be very much welcoming. At every get-together, we really need to make sure that we put you know, the, pers- the person centered and front stage instead of just um, getting money from them because they're coming to an event and then counting the money at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the evening, if, if you see what I mean. Um, so we al- almost used the idea of kindness uh, to, to create a sense of community and to nurture uh, the relationships that were being built. I really like that. And one of the things that as a marketer, and, and when I talk to my clients these days, I, I, I do sometimes feel that marketing as a discipline is broken to a certain extent, uh, especially these days when you talk to a lot of people in the marketing profession, all they seem to think of marketing as now is the communications bit. A lot of, a lot of people seem to have forgotten that marketing is about understanding a customer need, developing a product or service to meet that customer need and pricing it and and developing it and then communicating it. And a lot of what we see is constant bombardment of people with endless messages, you know, thousands of emails, interrupting, interruptive advertising, intrusive advertising. And, And to me, in the modern world that we're in, that isn't kind marketing. And, and if I was to apply kindness to marketing, I'd be thinking, well, people don't want their inbox stuffed full of thousands of emails if they've signed up for a webinar. You know, it isn't a kind thing to do that if somebody follows you on LinkedIn, you immediately send them a direct message saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Are we, are we moving into a world now where marketing should be kinder in that respect. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't advertise, we shouldn't communicate, but I, I, I think there's some unkind stuff going on in the world at the moment. <laughs> Indeed, and I think that you know what you're suggesting is also very much linked to the idea of uh, the true customer experience, mm. because one thing is actually knowing the customer journey. Mm. And actually, I mean, that is not very difficult to grasp if you have enough data that supports your understanding of how a customer functions, if if that's a term that we can use for an individual and a human being. Um, But actually, one thing is understanding the customer journey. And one thing is actually uh, catering to your customer in the best possible way. Mm. I completely agree with you when you say that marketing should be kinder. It's not uh, nice to have. It's really a necessity because mm. um, I think that with the idea of kindness, you can really um, distinguish between marketing that is done for the sake of, uh, you know, earning money uh, out of uh, people's um, decision-making processes, for example, mm-hmm. and doing marketing to actually um, turn that customer into a brand advocate and to, to to turn the customer into a delighted human being who will come to you again mm. because you changed them positively in a very minimal or substantial way, depending on what you're selling them or what you're offering them, obviously. 
So tell me a little bit about some of the events and some of the services that you offer through the Noy Club. Now, I know that you, you've you run events in cities like London. You've been to, obviously, Milan, uh, Brussels, New York, even Coventry. <laughs> Yes, indeed, because that's where the University of Warwick is based. And so we're very happily going, traveling to, to Coventry uh, every every three or four months mm-hmm. um, to run events there as well. That's true. <laughs> so it's part of our list. And we're hoping to expand. We did Berlin as well. So the the, the good thing about NOI is that we started in London. So the majority of our events in the first couple of years have been held in London. Even if uh, one of my... In, one of my dreams is to actually bring Noi to every little town and every little corner because not necessarily the biggest and brightest ideas are happening in the biggest cities. Mm. So that's that's a, that's a, an idea in development, of course. <laughs> um, the events that we run are catering uh, to two different types of audiences. One is the individual audiences. So the various uh, women who are part of the Noi Club, they become members by simply joining our group. There's no there's no fee mm-hmm. um, and there's no barrier to joining. And so um, these are the events that I mentioned before. They can be more inspirational or a bit more practical. I can name a few events that... Um, resonate a lot with our women because we do them in a, in a recurring basis. There's an event called Look, um, which is a combination of uh, a photo shoot where we uh, basically solve an issue, solve a problem, which is the one of not always having the right set of uh, photographs or portraits that uh, a woman needs uh, when she needs to promote her business or when she needs to, I don't know, do a job interview. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of cater to that specific need, but at the same time, we run um, a personal branding masterclass uh, where we talk a little bit more about what it means to have a brand, a, a personal brand, and how to make it come to life. So that's something that we, we tend to do on a regular basis. Then we have other events about leadership, you know, the leadership of the future, what it means. And what we try to always do when it comes to inspirational events is to bring panels of women who are from very different walks of life and have also different seniorities um, and, and bring them in, you know, in the group instead of just putting them on stage and, and creating this divide between mm. them and the audience. Because the idea is to really show that everything is possible. These women made it and therefore you can do that as well. And part of the of the sharing process is also to ask them to tell us a little bit more about the mistakes they have done or the errors that they made and how they overcame them. Again, in the attempt of making everything look and, and, and be more real and more connected to the people who are coming into the room and are looking for answers. Then we do events that are more closely linked to a specific time of year. So, for example, we do a marketplace uh, close to Christmas because we have a lot of women in startups who have created and built and launched and successfully uh, sold uh, innovative products. And so we are very happily sharing uh, the collective wisdom and the collective activity that the Noi ladies uh, have put together that year. Um, and so why not doing a, a Christmas market right before yeah. Christmas where everybody is looking for, for new and innovative products to, to buy and to, and to gift people with. Um, and last but not least, uh, in order to cater to a different audience like what I was mentioning before, we bring the Noi vibe into corporate. Mm-hmm. So we work with large corporations um, on various programs uh, to bring kindness and to bring the idea of equality and, and success for women into the big corporations who, who need to tackle different kind of gender balance challenges. 
that last one is is laudable, isn't it? And and hopefully as well, what you might do by bringing that kindness into the bigger corporates is perhaps dilute some of that bureaucracy and that politics that I mentioned before. Hopefully that's a <laughs> that's an offshoot of what you do. Paula, it's been fabulous to talk to you about this this afternoon. There's so much in Noy. I'm sure we could carry on talking for a lot longer, but what would you say was the one big thing you'd like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take away from the experience you've had building Noy? Can I pick two instead of one? Two is two is <laughs> fabulous. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> so the number one, uh, the number one key takeaway I would suggest is for women who are uh, listening to us, uh, which is um, my. It's basically a message that I always think, uh, tell myself, and it's my number one motto, which is just start. And that to me means so much because there's a lot of women and I know that for for, for, for sure that uh, maybe have a great idea and it can be linked to their corporate job as well as uh, something that uh, they just want to develop for themselves. And there's a lot of barriers that are hindering their chances to bring this idea into the world. Well, my message to them is just start. So I really hope that um, my words uh, today have inspired you to just, you know, take the leap of faith and, and look out for, for support like the Noi Club or other 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 groups that you may you may um, like more and and just ask for support and and for guidance and um, and just find your tribe because if you just start then the next step is going to be much easier so that's one <laughs> the other message is instead to um, uh, people who work specifically in corporates um, I have seen so much change in corporations and in uh, in uh, medium enterprises as well uh, in the way they look at the startup world in the way they look at innovation. So I see corporates are much more open to change. And the fact that you as an individual working in a large corporation are not necessarily linked anymore to the old way of doing things will enable you to do so much uh, to change what you see that is not working or uh, just influence change for the next generation to come. So again, you can start as well doing something good. And um, there's a lot of group outside uh, the corporate world who can support you and help you in your journey. That's fantastic, Paola. That's fantastic. So I'm hoping that people listening to the show are genuinely want to get in touch with you to find out more about the Noi Club and how they can get involved. So what's the best way that they should find out about the Noi Club and indeed get in touch with you? So um, if I have to just mention one link amongst all, they just uh, go to www.noiclub.org and they will find all the information to join us. As I said, everything is free. Uh, there's also a specific offer for corporate and they can also get in touch with us directly by emailing us at hello at noiclub.org. So either or. Fantastic. What I'll do is I'll include those links in the show notes of the podcast. I'll also put your LinkedIn profile in there as well. And you can find those links at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. Paola, it's been fascinating to talk to you this afternoon. Love the Noi Club. Love what you've been doing. I think we share quite a few common values in terms of marketing and kindness, and that's really good as well. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Let me wish you every success for the future and hopefully one day we can hook up for a cup of coffee or a beer either in London or maybe even Milan. Or magenta, Roger, why not? Or magenta, <laughs> yeah, let's do it in magenta, the pink village. <laughs> Thank you so much, Roger, for giving me this opportunity. It's been a pleasure to to 
collaborate and to talk to you today. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.